Welcome to Relaunch, the real estate podcast focused on helping you find your success in real estate. My name is Lauren Cooper. I am an active real estate sales representative just north of Toronto, Canada. The whole purpose of this podcast is to bring you actionable content by interviewing the best of the best in this business, helping to take you from zero to hero in your real estate career. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. That is the Real Estate Launch Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alicia McLean. Hello, Alicia. How are you? I'm good, Lauren. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. So Great. if you wouldn't mind telling everybody kind of where you uh, usually work, where's your service area, and a little bit of a picture about what your business is like today. For sure. So um, my, I work in, within the GTA, which is fabulous. Um, I'm born and raised in Markham, so that's kind of where my, my home is. Uh, and uh, lots of changes over the last I don't know, six months. So one of our biggest changes is creating a better way home real estate team. And I've got an amazing partner for that. And one of the biggest changes is surprise. We're moving back to century 21, which is awesome. Really? Yeah. 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 So it was, uh, it was just the right thing and the right move. So surprised everybody that one, that one just took effect as, as of this week. So super wow. excited. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great brand. It's a great company. So that's where we're at right now. And ultimately we're just looking to really going to, continue to build out our team and we've got lots of technology on one side a lot of personality on another so we're looking forward to it but yeah gta um yeah that's kind of where we're at now give me an idea in terms of you know the type of business you focus on a general idea of kind of maybe um, where your business is at in terms of production sure for sure so uh, our biggest focus is resale residential that's um that's our nice space a lot of condos in the city we touch on a little bit of new construction, but that's not really where our focus is. Um, from a, a business per perspective, we're looking to grow out our team. So we're looking to bring on, I don't know, between five five and six agents new this year. And we hope to have them you know, bring in about 150, 200 each uh, for the course of the year. So do the math on where the, the vision is from our team. Uh, and that's part of like some of the reason why we've moved back to Century 21 too is because we know that we're able to grow out that piece of it. Last year was all about change and transition, which was great. Um, amazing year again, so that's always nice. And that's where in the fall, uh, my partner Ashley and I decided to partner and create A Better Way Home, which has been amazing. All right, fantastic. So let's take a few steps back and let's talk about you before real estate. So what were you up to? What's your background before real estate? When did you get into the industry and, and what made you decide to get into the industry? For sure. Um, so my background is, is kind of twofold. First, I come from the corporate world, which a lot of people have done. So I spent many years in the consumer packaged good industry uh, as a director of operations for North America. So that was amazing. Uh, in between that, I, I, I tend to kind of touch on the IT startup world. So after my corporate gig, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Big changes in my life about five years ago. And I went to an IT startup, which was amazing. And ultimately, it was because I wanted to be able to connect with the community and do what I love to do. I don't know who sits back and says, how do I make money off Facebook? But I'm sure we've all had that conversation. So working corporate, I was very much involved in Facebook and, and building out communities and building relationships. So after I left the corporate world, I ended up by working for a company called Barrage Sale. And they were fabulous. And what was the name of the company? It was called Barrage Sale. So okay. Kind of like Barrage Sale, but with a V. And it's like a, it's like an online 
buy, sell Kijiji type uh, platform. And that was amazing because that really had me dive into building out communities and really connecting with everybody that's looking to buy and sell, but understanding too, there's way more to this than just buying and selling your old stuff. So that was a big passion of mine, but I also knew that it's a startup. So you got to be a little bit mindful, big changes in my life. Like I said, so I'm now a single mom and working for an IT startup. And a friend of mine from high school said, you need to get your real estate license. And my mom's been in real estate 35 years. So it was one that she was, you should kind of consider this because you know, it's fully commission based and now we've got a, a steady job. So I said, that's it. I got to do my own thing. So I went and I did my real estate license while I was working for garage sale. And the week that half the company was laid off, I wrote my final exam. So I feel like everything happens for a reason. And that was it that launched me right in. There was no, let's get our feet wet. It was jump right into real estate and we're going to figure this out. So that's where I was three years ago. It's just coming up three years, well, just passed uh, last month. So three years in the industry. And as my career has kind of taken off it, I've been an individual agent. I went to a team. I went back to my own team and now I've partnered and we have the, uh, the a better way home team. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's been a ride for sure. All right. So let's walk through those different steps. Let's talk about your first year, even your first couple of months in the industry. <laughs> what was it like? What was your experience um, going through, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a new agent? And uh, did you experience success right away? Was it delayed for you like it was for me? Tell me a little bit more about that. For sure. So uh, I jumped right back into what I knew best and it was social media. So that was a really, um, that really leveraged my business, I think, overall. And like all new agents, we think we're going to go and sell 20 homes this year. And the reality is, is building that book and that database out of the gate and getting confident with reaching out to your friends, family, your COI. Um, that was a little bit nerve wracking because I thought, oh, I don't know how to even have that conversation. It was great. We had the schooling, but I don't know how to build a business. So I went back to what I knew and I, I started putting it out on social media. This is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Um, I'm not really one for a bunch of phone calls. So that kind of intimidated me as an individual agent. Um, but it was great because I had the connection through a lot of my online um, relationships. So that was amazing. But then again, too, as you start to move through that, you think, I don't even know what I'm doing. So how do I get the experience? How do I build a book? How do I make a phone call? What are the other agents doing? I went and I worked for a team. I got put onto a team. Um, and it wasn't the right fit and that's okay because all teams are not equal but what i realized really quickly was you need to learn systems and you need to learn some scripting and how to go out and really farm an area what do you say uh, how much money do you spend the first thing i did was bought a bench ad and i realized that wasn't the right the right <laughs> platform for me it was a bunch ad. that was it so, so sorry just to stop you for a second so at what point did you decide to join this team and what was it that drove you to do so? Sure. Um, I would say I decided to join a team within the first six months, um, maybe just a little bit under six months. And it was because I didn't want to have to phone my friends, my family. Remember my mom's in the industry too. So I'm a little bit walking in some, uh, some muddy waters there. Right. Because it's like, do you go with my mom? Do you go with me? And I chose not to partner with my mom on purpose. She built an amazing business. So I wanted to understand the kind of the pain for myself of how to do this. So I thought, 
let's explore different teams. Maybe that's the, the missing link of it. Um, what I learned from joining a team, the, the number one thing was getting in and learning some systems and getting some coaching because that was really important. Um, and then really figuring out your, your daily routine. You got to make phone calls every day. The perception of I'm a realtor selling beautiful homes was really quickly, the, the realization was, was realized when I thought, no, you know what? We're lead processing machines. So you get the leads and you just process them. And if you can master that and convert them, then you will have a successful business. And that's, that's what the team taught me the most was routine and structure. So let me ask you a few different questions because we jumped through that pretty quickly and that was some really interesting stuff. Uh, huh. Your mother's been in the business for a long time. Did you decide to join the same brokerage as your mother? No. And I did that on purpose. Okay. Now, are you in the same, servicing the same area as your mother? Yes. Because okay. we live here. So we like to work where we know, right? So okay. made sense. Okay. So you decided to go somewhere else. Did that create any tension between the two of you? Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and fair enough. And you know what? I can understand too, right? Coming from that business, she's worked really hard in this area. So then it's kind of a good conversation to have because 35 years in the business, she's built it. She was around before computers were out there and the MLS system and there was a big binder we had to do. So it was really creative on how you built your business back then. And here I am coming in and 2016 where we've got social media we've got mls online the whole industry has completely changed so um there was a little bit of what are you you doing in this space uh, but again it was where i live so i'm from markham so it's where i want to work i didn't want a big um commute to work or in it, going into an area where i'm not familiar i can't service my clients that way at least i can service them while here so there was definitely some tension um there's definitely been no desire on either one of our ends to partner in any way, but she's been a really great resource. And I really applaud her for that because it's a, it was a big change, right? For sure it was, but I totally respect her business and the hard work that she put in. Um, and that's why I decided to go different brokerage, totally separate. Uh, and I, I didn't really mention my mom a lot of the time when I first started. Just out of respect, I didn't want to be put on to, oh, she's uh, the daughter of this or that. So I really wanted to carve out my own business with my own vision. All right, fantastic. Now, uh, you came into the business at an opportune time because, like you said, you were being laid off and it just so happened that you got your license at the same time and you were also going through some personal changes, right? So yeah. as a single mother coming into the industry with no paycheck, tell me a little bit about that. It's scary. I would imagine. <laughs> There's no question about it. And that was <clears throat> the concern um, that my mom had had. You know, like, it is it is not an easy business. We all do a really good job of making it look simple and glamorous. But the truth is, is that you really have to budget your money, first of all. And coming into the business, I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of a reserve back, which was nice. Um but it also made me realize really quickly when you're used to a paycheck every two weeks, you got to figure out a way to pay yourself. So you feel like you're getting paid. And my biggest tip from that perspective is split out and have two bank accounts and literally pay yourself from one bank account to another. And that was how I got through the mindset of how do I get paid as opposed to getting a lump sum when you sell a house, you're like, this is great, but I haven't paid taxes. I haven't done any of this. And how it can go so quickly. So really, um, that was the, the scariest part. 
it also pushed me really hard to realize what do I need to uh, make every month really is what it came down to, to be able to provide a roof over our head, food in our fridge, and not too much of a disruption from what we were used to living. Right. And I went through a similar circumstance, not by myself, but my wife was on mat leave uh, at the time that I came into the industry. So that was definitely a lot of pressure over, over your head. Exactly. You learn to get creative. And part of that too, like I said, when I first started, I thought buying this bench ad was going to be my my target to many, many leads, which is not the case. So you learn really quickly too where to spend your money and where not to spend your money. And then you get really creative on how do I market myself in a really cost-effective way that continues to get myself out there, but I'm not spending thousands and thousands of dollars because I think we, a lot of people get put into that space of in order to be successful, it's going to cost me for all of these different uh, ideas and, and marketing uh, campaigns where really, if you just kind of put a bigger plan together, you can cut back some of that expense. Yeah. So now yes. let's go step by step through this. You in, were going through the first six months trying to figure out what's going on. Um, were you able to put together any deals at that time uh, um, purchases or, or purchases or sales? I did. I did not do any, any. I had a few lined up. It was spring of 2016, a few lined up. I thought this is going to be great. And 2016 was like, oh my gosh. So by the time I got out of that spring, first spring market is when I decided I need to join a team because I really thought that that was the golden ticket to lots of leads and lots of deals and, and yeah, and the support, right. right? So when I joined the team, um, kind of the way that they were structured, um, I was able to, I had to do so much training up front before I got access to their leads, which is fair and reasonable. They don't want to hand you leads unless you know how to process them. And in that time, that's when I started to get my momentum going. I did my first deal. It was great. Um, and to this day, we've done two deals since then. So it was really a, an amazing opportunity and one that I built a relationship through uh, one of my garage sale groups. So that was really nice to have that connection. From that, I did a bunch of leases, to be very honest. I did a, a few leases, and I started to put together kind of like the pipeline. So I knew I knew very quickly within that team, this isn't going to work for me because the, the illusion of you're going to make lots of money, we're going to give you hot leads, we're going to set appointments, it wasn't really there. So I decided very quickly, I need to change. I need to do something, and I need to be accountable for myself. I can't rely on somebody else to feed my family. And that's the same mentality I had when I was working corporately because any corporation can lay you off, been there and done that. And it's kind of blindsided. So I said, the whole reason I got into this was so that I could control how I provide for my family. So that's what I did. So I left. Yeah, you left. So how long were you in the in that team atmosphere before you decided this wasn't for you? I was there about seven months. So seven months. You were there for a stretch of time. Yeah, I gave it a go, right? You can't expect instant uh, instant stardom and, and, and gaining the leads and selling and whatnot. And I realized, too, again, like just on a team perspective, every team is very different. So whoever's looking for a team, you've got to do your research and really understand what that team is. And even though I thought I'd done, I'd done a, a good job, the market is the market. So it is what it is, and it was starting to change. So I thought... I'm not making any money here. I'm working really hard. I'm a hard worker. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a hard worker. And the nice part is that I felt like I contributed the team because I taught them about some social media and how to get out there and how to hashtag and 
put our pictures and and I guess when I look at the beginning of 2017, uh, I kicked out the year with two deals right in January. And that's when I thought, you know what, I'm onto something here and I want to go out and do this on my own. And subsequently we ran, or I ran at that point from that, that uh, January onwards. So 2017 in my world was a very exciting and fun year. And it gave me the confidence too to say, you've got it in you, you can do it. And I did. So it's just the head down and being smart about it. Yeah, and gaining some momentum and going with it. Now let's talk about that a little bit. So you've left the team at this point, and you're building your business on your own. What is it that um, was helping you get those results? What were you doing on a day to day basis that was producing that for you? That was really it came down to my social media, hands down, that was where I was most comfortable. Um, so the two deals that I did in January gave me enough momentum with content, really. I'm out here, I'm doing this, I'm working with this client, a uh, few open houses that I did continue to create um, uh, more leads coming in through the door than they follow me on social media. So the, the connection piece wasn't the phone call every couple of weeks when the CRM said to call them. The connections really became the private message Hey, Alicia, I just saw this, or I love what you posted or, or whatever it was, but it was the content that I was doing every day, just being out, out and about, which was perfect. Um, that was when I really discovered Instagram as well. So I knew that my reach was going to be much further through the hashtags and geolocations and thinking outside of the box and being consistent. So every day it was, what do I do today? How can I do another post? And from there it started just to bubble up. And again, it was 2017, which was amazing, but working with a lot of buyers, we were sitting in front of houses on the streets for hours and hours and multiples and multiples. So it became very clear to me at that point, we needed to educate our clients on what's going on with the market because it, it was on fire. And being realistic with it, but as well, getting out and being the uh, visible on a social media perspective to really start to set things apart from the agents that are not so out there. So that's kind of where it started to take off and, and I ran with it, which was awesome. So once they put in the changes in April, every, everybody was like, oh no, what do we do now? And I feel like the content that I would had posted out and the momentum that I built continue to allow me to continue to grow my business through 2017 when everything was stopping. Okay, so just to touch on that for those that are listening outside of our area uh, in Ontario, uh, we had some government interference and uh, they basically tanked the market overnight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was in uh, April, April 21st of 2017, yeah. I believe. Exactly, almost two years. Etched in my brain. That's <laughs> a day nobody will forget here, right? Nobody forgets that day. Definitely. Okay, great. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your social media strategy and mm -hmm. dig a bit deeper into that. So on a on a daily basis, do you have mm -hmm. a specific schedule for posting or the type of content that you're doing? Is it just I'm out with these clients or I'm doing this or is it all encompassing? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. So I would say it's an ever-changing strategy. Um, and it's one I think everybody should be always changing. It's just like a business plan. So at the beginning of the year, I plan out what I want it to, um, to cover and what my content looks like. And like most plans, they go sideways. So what I found was the introduction of Instagram stories was really important in my business because what I found was 
nobody really wants to see your Instagram or your Facebook business page all about you, right? Oh, look what I've, I've sold. Look what I've listed. It becomes very me, me, me. And the truth is, is the way I run my business is all about my clients. So I wanted to be able to incorporate a little bit of look what I'm doing for my clients, but more so the strategy first started out with the plan on what do I want to talk about this week? How can I educate my clients, my followers, so on and so forth. As time gets busier, we all have that excuse of, well, I didn't post it because I'm running here, there, and everywhere. And I'm somebody who runs, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. So sometimes I'd post in the morning. Sometimes I'd post while I was on the fly. Sometimes I'd sit down on Sunday afternoon and create a plan for the next couple of weeks. I found in the peak seasons, the spring and the fall, I'm far more ad hoc when I'm posting. Um, I want to have some direction, but at the same time, it's kind of on the fly because too easy it's to say, I didn't post it because I, I got busy. So I'd rather post a few posts that don't do so well than not post anything. I generally try and post one, um, one post every week or sorry, every day just to keep the consistency because when you're looking at algorithms on the back end, that uh, plays a factor. But most importantly, the feedback I got from everybody was, yeah, yeah, we, we know you're a real estate, but we know you have this house, but who are you? What do you do? Who's Alicia? Where did you come from? What do you do? How are your kids? Um, so as I started to open up a little bit more, now coming from IT industry of, of social media, you're taught very clearly you do not share because there's a lot of creepy people out there. So they don't want to see, um, they don't want to see you get drunk on Friday night. Fair enough. We don't want to see that. I don't want to see a lot of people's kids and every birthday party on your business page. That just tells me great that you're family, but there had to be a balance between the two. So that's when I realized at that point, my business page is about business content articles and the stories allowed me to show more of who I was. Um, I'm having coffee with this person. I'm out doing this. I'm out, uh, you know, in a beautiful area. What a beautiful spot of, in Markham. And I try to find ways to tie it always back to my roots, right? This is who I am. This is what I enjoy. But being mindful and strategic enough to say, is it relevant to those that follow me from a real estate perspective? Okay, so let's talk about followers for a minute. When you're yes. getting out there, and it sounds like you're focusing on Facebook and Instagram, um, yeah. how... Or let me ask you before I ask how, who is following you? Is it your sphere? Is it uh, people, random people in the community? How do you go about building that following? For sure. Um, so the first thing I'll say about following is consistency was key. And that's when I, where I said, even if it's, if it's not a great post, something to get out there just to keep everybody going. My following truthfully started out fairly slow as you figure out and navigate what's the hashtag, what are the best hashtags, how can I get more exposure? The number one thing I will tell anybody is on social media, it's social. So I find so many people, they want the benefit for themselves, but they don't want to give back anything. So the first thing that I would do is I would follow back. If you follow me, I follow you. It's a social engagement. Often you go through and you're like, I followed this guy two weeks ago. He's never liked anything. He never followed me back, you know, but then you look at their followers and it's very low and they say, well, how do I build more followers? Well, follow, follow, like, like comment, comment back, you, you know, tag them, use the at sign, start out slow. The, where my, most of my followers are, they're in the Toronto area. 
And how I go about that is let's think about who I want to do business with. I want to do business with people in my community. So there's already an established main street. Every, everybody's got an established main street. So go and follow the flower shop, the coffee shop, the, the local um, grocery store, whatever you can think of the theater. There's so many, there's so many businesses out there. Go follow them. What's amazing when you follow the local businesses is because you start following them, there's an arrow more so on Instagram that will then show you other people that are following what they're following. So I'm in Markham. So if I'm going to follow the florist shop on Markham main street, then whoever's going to follow them will also have suggestions. You may also like, you know, social media is kind of, uh, intelligent that way. You may like the, the burger place or whatever, and then you go and follow them. What I've started to do to kind of really reinforce that is if they don't follow me, I go and I unfollow them. And the reason for that is then I go follow them again because now they get a notification that I've followed them. So at least if anything, if I disappear or come back, they're getting a notification every couple of weeks that says, man, who is this Alicia McLean realtor? So then they click on me and eventually they'll follow or send a message or a comment. But I think we're still kind of new in that space where the engagement needs to, to be caught up. We're just usually, this is beautiful, but that's kind of where it started. And consistency, hands down consistency. So those would be my two ones. Follow back and be consistent. Okay, so there's such a thing as consistent and there's such a thing as too much. So what what is your idea of being consistent? And then to follow up on that, are you talking about purely organic social content or are you also promoting it in, in a way? Yeah, so most of it comes organically. Whenever I do get a listing, I'll do paid advertisements for it, for sure, because I want to be able to, for my client, be able to expose them to as many people as possible. So for sure, and I always see an increase whenever I do paid advertising. But when I do do a paid or sponsored ad, I also don't spend a ton of money. Remember, I'm still that, that agent that wants to be mindful about what we're spending. So those people that are spending hundreds of dollars, I'm not that person. I really target where my, um, my listing is so that the neighborhood is aware of it. And I will do a couple of paid advertisements for that. So I do see a boost in my following from that perspective. Um, outside of that, it's, it's organic, which is nice. Um, once I hit 10,000 followers, I found there must be something in the algorithm that tends to show my stuff more often to more people. I generally post once a day. Um, if you look at some of the bigger brands, they post up to three times a day. I don't want to be so much in your face or provide you with content that's not relevant. So there may be a day or two I don't post anything. Some days I truly get too busy and it's like, oh my gosh, I need to post something out. I also found using uh, what I call beautiful photos are nice. So when you're able to tap into some uh, royalty-free images that, that look beautiful, but then you're able to use that as a capture to use copy to kind of draw them in and bring it back to your business, that's what I found really started to increase my followers as well, as opposed to just me sitting at my office or here's my, my shot from the the windshield while I'm driving my car, those ones didn't get as much engagement. But once I started to really uh, button down what I was posting and it was more visually appealing, as well as I use an app called Canva, so I'm able to put graphics onto it, put my logo, um, those type of posts tend to do a little bit better. So I found like the staged family room idea, beautiful picture, and then you've got maybe some text quote on top of that. Give me an idea of what that looks like. 
Yeah. So one I just recently did, which was great, you know, with all of, for us here, we've had a, a lot of cold weather. So I wanted to kind of get an idea of what's coming. And I, I like outside backyards with great conversations, big fireplaces, kitchens, all that kind of stuff. It looks visually appealing, right? So I would I take a picture like that. I use a couple of different um, sources for royalty-free uh, images. And this one happened to be pixels. And so I take that image, I download it, I put it into Canva, and then I can put in, uh, you know, can you picture yourself here? Or what does your backyard look like? Or throw just even my logo onto it. And then I'll put some copy that says, hey, with all this cold weather, who's dreaming of a really great backyard? What does your backyard look like? You know, um, are you looking to upgrade your backyard some way that it's not salesy, but it's it's sparking the conversation and trying to build the engagement piece of it? Yes, that's the big difference, I think, between that and uh, a lot of selfies is that you're trying to create engagement and you're sparking or trying to spark a conversation. So you're yeah. trying to engage them in that. Are you thinking of this? Are you in this situation? What do you think of this? Exactly. And I found that that was the biggest thing. So I was never a really big selfie person to begin with. Um, and I, I tried it. It's, it's okay. I don't mind every once in a while. I'll throw a couple, but I find you get to some people's walls or feeds and it's, and that's what I'm saying. It's all about them. Look at me, look at me. Yeah. And I, I have no ego and I, and I find this to be more challenging, more so. Um, I've done a lot of just personal development over the last, uh, just over a year now. And to have no ego is really hard to be able to be snap, snap yourself. And here's another video. And it's not that I'm not putting myself out there. I just, I don't know. I just, I want it to be about you. So now it's, I always get permission from my clients. Can I post you in my social media? Can I tag you? So ask permission because you never know who's playing hooky one day. Right. So, um, I try to put, if I'm going to do a selfie, I try and put somebody else in there. So it's not just about me. Um, cause the ego really gets in the way and, and that's where I like to separate my business from others, where there is no ego. It's all about the client and education and, and spark the conversation. Let's get engaged. So a lot of your business then, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, people contacting you through your social engagement and then them eventually reaching out to you and saying, hey, I have this situation. Will you help me buy or sell or whatever the case may be? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the best way to describe it too is kind of like a farm area kind of no different you know when they say oh you're gonna go farm an area and you can expect it to be about 18 months before you see results which I think there's a lot of truth to that you may go door knocking and get a couple ones out of the gate fair enough but overall it's a long-term plan it's the same with my social media it's uh it's one that I've started back in 2008 is when I really dove into it and continued to build those relationships so they already know I'm a realtor I don't want to remind them that I'm a realtor but I keep putting in all different kind of sprinkles so to speak throughout um when i do have a listing for sure i definitely want to make sure that that's promoted and in in plain vision for everybody but on the day-to-day -day, it's really just about the engagement and then organically they know i'm not hey lauren i just wanted to remind you that i'm in real estate still you know they already know that's not a conversation i would rather say hey lauren life has been busy i miss you I miss you. How's the family? How's your daughter? Why don't we grab a coffee one day? I'd love just to catch up. And that sparks the opening of a face-to-face -face conversation because the truth is we're all busy. We are all got a million things going on. 
nobody's got the time to face to face. But if you can get in front of somebody you know, or even sort of know, or many of my relationships, I've known these people five years, never met them. And when you do meet, it's like family reunion, you're pumped, you know? So selfie, I can't believe we finally met, it's been all these years, but now we're having coffee and a conversation face to face. And that's where organically it starts to build. Hey, I, I got your number from Bob and he, uh, he connected with me and said, you were really great. So it's, it's word of mouth and, and it, most of it's coming through my social media, which is fabulous. So have you been able to break down and track uh, some sort of numbers to tell you if I do this activity, it will equal this type of um, production? I don't have solid numbers. That's something we're tracking this year. So this year with the team, especially building out a team, we really want to be able to perfect that we know if, if you ask these, this is going to be your result. If you miss one of these, this is what the, the percentages are. So we'll be doing a far better uh, job this year because we want to get people excited and engaged uh, from our from our agent perspective as well. You know, um, I would say about 90% of my business has come through social media one way or another. Um, sure, fair enough, there's people that I know that are also through social media, but that's where most of my engagement is. One thing that I thought was really key is, um, and that we're, I'm spending far more time watching, is how much time do I spend on social media? Because before, I looked at that as my downtime, but the reality is, is that's not downtime. That's still prospecting time, and it's, you know, chunk here, chunk there um, throughout the day of liking, commenting, sending somebody a message, I thought of you. It's those little touch points, and I thought... It was actually a pretty big realization for me to say, oh my gosh, this needs to be accounted into my business day because the truth is it's not a lot of personal stuff I'm doing. I don't really care about that. I care about the interaction. What are you doing? What is other people doing out there that I can comment on and, and provide engagement with? Because that's really what's building my network. So, so going forward now into this year and, and building out this team and in this partnership, um, what kind of plan and strategy do you have in place? What kind of sources uh, are you planning on drawing from for business other than social media? Yeah, for sure. So one of the great things about this partnership is uh, my partner, Ashley, he owns an app called Marl. Um, so that is really a big uh, leverage piece from a lead source, which is great. So there's online leads. It's, it's similar to that. The difference is that we own it and it's... Um, it's an app, so they download the app, they register, and, uh, and and then we reach out to them because that's that's good customer service. So again, it comes back to how do we service our clients? So some of them are ready to move, some of them are not, um, but either way, we're starting to build out a really great, consistent uh, relationship with them, whether it's short-term or long-term through the app, which is wonderful. And that's when we decided through that app, we needed to have a team here in the Toronto area to be able to to build that out. So that's one of our biggest uh, initiatives this year is building out our team with that steady lead source and lead gen through the app that, uh, that he owns. So that's going to be the biggest one. I will continue to use social media because it's my space. That's just what I like. And uh, one of the things that I had started last year was the realization we need to have more relationship build. It can't be transactional. That's not what resonates with me. And I don't mind going out and farming an area and being out in my community because I think that there's a lot of value to that. So 
one of the things that we started in the summer last year was um, what we call postcards. And it was a really great method to be able to target in on properties that have listed or sold in, in your backyard. And you go and target 10 on either side, 20 across the top. So gone is the days of two hours door knocking. Now, as soon as I see in my morning feed, okay, well, this one just listed, this one just sold. I jump in my car, run around the corner, and I can drop off all those postcards um, for just listed, just sold. So that's a way for me to get, get my exercise, but also get out because you meet so many amazing people when you do get out in your community. So I want to make sure that that's really integrated into our team for this year as one of our sources. So let's talk a little bit more about that uh, in detail. So your strategy there is anything in your uh, backyard, so to speak, in your marketplace that you're focusing on, your farm, if you will, that gets listed or sold. You're going out there and you're, are you knocking on doors or are you just dropping off a card? Just dropping off card. Um, some people like to knock on doors. I truly think I'm bothering you still. It doesn't matter. I still think I'm going to bother you. So I don't, and you know, back in the day, like everybody would answer their door, but now unless I've texted you, people text you from the driveway. I'm like, I'm here it's just so that they know who's coming to their door. So I personally, it's not for me. That's not what I like to do, but I do love when you're washing your car in the summer or gardening or mowing your lawn, or you're just out. I definitely want to have a conversation with you because you're part of the community. It's so great to engage. They're like, what are you doing? Um, I no longer dress professionally. I dress like a normal person because that's who I am. Wait a second. Wait a second. So what does dressing like a normal person mean? Like uh, in the middle of the summer, this was a hot summer. So 30 degrees. I'm out there in a pair of capris, some flip flops and a tank top. It is what it is because I found too often was like, but if I have to put on the suit and the jacket, although it looks beautiful and I applaud everybody that does that but it's not who I am. I'm a little different and I know that I'm a little different. So I felt that in order for me to be very successful, I needed to be very clear on who I was and what made me comfortable. And I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. So for the guy that's wearing the, the suit and the ladies that are wearing their high heels, door knocking out at 30 degrees, I applaud you. I really do, but it's just not who I am. And one of the biggest things for me is I want to work with people who want to work with me because of me, not because of the clothes that I wear. It's because of my, my personality, my outlook, my vision, my energy. And I thought I can make a million excuses. It's too hot. I don't have the right shoes today. I don't have, we all have the, the bucket of excuses. When I took away those those factors and said, you know what, I'm going to go out for 30 minutes today. It's just around the corner. Sometimes I bring my kids because they think it's like Halloween in the middle of summer and they'll go and put them all out. Then I go follow up if there's anybody that's outside, but it's really so that people see you in your community and you're working hard. You're always out there. You know, it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or 40 degrees, you're out there. So I think that that was a real big turn on that. And again, that goes back to all of these things are all long-term. There is no magic pill that overnight we're going to have a hundred people show up on our door and all of them are going to buy with me. Like that, that's silly. So it's long-term gain. Um, and just again, consistency, right? If it lists, you go drop them. If it sells, you go drop them. And we know just being in this industry, if one house is for sale, there's a chance that there's going to be others that are going to be for sale. And especially coming into the spring market, it's now been two years since it's all been 
kind of really slow. So I'm hoping that it's enough to start to spark some interest that it, nothing's really changing too much. People are going to to sell and, and, and be aware that this is going to be the price point that they're looking at. And buyers are now going to say, well, I think that the prices have come down and, and I'm not going to get much better than this. So, um, so I think hopefully this spring is going to inject some of that mindset so we can start to to fuel up and, and get going for the spring. Now, what sort of engagement have you seen from this strategy of going and dropping off the just listed and just sold? Yeah, um, it's been pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say anything like over the top, wow, you know, uh, the fireworks. It's like I said, <laughs> it, it's a long-term uh, plan. What I do do is a tip that I've added to that is anybody that I have a conversation with, I write them a thank you card. And interestingly enough, you know, they've called and they just said, you know, even if it's, I just want to say thank you for the card. That was really thoughtful. Like you hand wrote that. It's the small little things that people take note of um, that sets you apart and then becomes top of mind. So maybe they're not looking to, to buy right now. Maybe it's down the road, but that small conversation, the, the, the card to a follow-up, and then they get another postcard so that it becomes consistent. So see that. So I've had some really great conversations. I've had some some pipelines. So this now spring. So that started in the fall or sorry, the summer. So now spring is when we follow up with all of these people again because we've connected. So I feel like it's okay to reach back out to them. We have a friendship. And so now we're looking at the spring. It's going to start to to funnel all the way through, which is wonderful. Again, long term consistency, just another avenue to keep getting out there. All right, great. So we're pretty much caught up to date now with the, your strategy and how you're doing business and, and your method for growth coming into the, the next several months and years. Let's talk about something a little bit different, something I like to throw to all my guests. Um, if you were to be transported to a different city in a different country in a different you know state, you didn't know many people and you had to start real estate all over again, yes. how would you do it knowing what you know now? Uh, the very first thing I would do is I would jump on Facebook and I would become members of all of their local buy and sell groups and all their community groups, hands down, get to know your community, jump right in and don't say I'm in real estate. I'm in real estate. Just make the friends and then have that turn out organically. Um, so that I would say that that would be the number one thing I would do is, is join local Facebook groups and start to become part of the community. Um, reach out to, uh, to the, the town or city that you live in and find out what community events are going on, what activities they have. Um, sorry, I have a cat, <laughs> a couple cats, <laughs> never failed. Right. Um, but yeah, I would definitely reach out and get right into your community. The smallest things, you know, go and talk to the people at the Starbucks or the Tim Hortons, just start to build out relationships. It's amazing. Just even the Starbucks around the corner from my house, how much business I've gotten out of that, you know, it, not necessarily business, but it's that connection. Oh, Alicia, so good. My mom's thinking of making a move. Perfect. It's because I'm consistent. You know that I buy my latte every day. I'm going to show up, you know, sit and, and, and work in the Starbucks. Don't work out of your office or your home office. Work out of public areas, you know, when people start to see you and then see the post saying, hey, I'm, I'm just chilling out at uh, Starbucks today. You know, it really starts to drive the awareness and and puts your face out there. Okay, fantastic. Any parting words of wisdom for those that are listening and maybe struggling to get off the ground? Um, so a couple things. Learn some systems for sure. Uh, scripting is key. 
Um, you don't need to spend a lot of money on marketing for sure. Everybody that tells you, you got to spend tons of money, you don't. Um, and get out there and be part of your community. Put your ego a little bit aside. Stop thinking about how do I build my business and start building relationships. And if you build relationships, it will come. It will all come. And it's a long-term game. When I got in, somebody said five years, you know, and I said five years, I'm going to do it in three. So I feel good that I've done it in my three years. I feel like that was a personal goal of mine. It's ever changing. So whatever is working today may not work next week or next year. So always be creative and thinking ahead on how you can get out there, but be you, be honest, be original and, uh, and people will work with you for you. Well, that's fantastic. The other thing I want to touch on before I forget is you were doing some webinars for people out there that are maybe a little bit stuck on the whole social media strategy and uh, you're helping guide them through that. So why don't you tell everybody about uh, when that's happening or how to be in touch with regard to that? For sure. So it's, um, I had a lot of feedback because everybody says, oh, what do you do? How do you do? How do you do? I see you everywhere. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm a, I like to be give back people. So I thought I'm going to open up my playbook and I put on a four week webinar, live webinar. So I have everybody join so that we have a chat and you really get the information you're looking for. It's broken out into four different classes. I do a recorded version. So after the live webinar, if you're not able to make it, I send you the link to it. And then if you have any questions, I'm available through email as well. And so that was a real big success. So I'm going to host another one. I'm going to do a free webinar, uh, probably end of next week, early, early the third week of, uh, February. So I'll do a free webinar for some people that just want a couple little tips and tricks. And then if it's something you're interested, then I'm going to offer again, that four week course. So I don't have the exact times and dates, but either way, um, it's $197 and I find there's just really great value and really great feedback. I had one guy say yesterday, he's like, I had no idea about all of these different things and, and whatnot. So I felt, I felt good because it really was helping others be able to tap in and, and figure out how to build their business because it's a space that needs to be addressed. Right. So it gives you a little bit more confidence and uh, yeah, so that was pretty exciting. So four week webinar, um, and I'll send out the link afterwards. So if anybody wants any information, they can um, just drop you or me uh, their email address and I'll reach out to them. Do you want to let everybody know what your email oh. address is? <laughs> I guess that would be, they don't know. What do you mean? Uh, so my email address is alicia at alishamcclain.com. So it's A-L-Y-S-H-A at A-L-Y-S-H-A-M-C-L-E-A-N.com. So alicia at alishamcclain.com. Right. to help them out great thank you so much for sharing all of your uh, tips and tricks today and getting a little bit more involved with uh, your history i really appreciate it it's good to know you know a lot of people out there listening they hear these success stories and they think everybody just sort of drops with their ass in a pan of cream and they're ready to rock but sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit of a struggle to get going so yeah. uh, it helps people hearing and being able to relate to other people's stories so that's fantastic thank you for sharing Ah, thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. It's been great to connect with you, Lauren. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for your support and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this all over social media, and especially share it with a realtor that you know that might be having a difficult time finding their own path to success. I'll see you on the next episode.